This is New England Public Media. Preparations are underway for Mass Governor-elect Healy to hit the ground running on January 5th. I'm Carrie Healy, and this is Beacon Hill in 5, our look of the week ahead in politics and government in Massachusetts. As we do most Mondays, we've got Matt Murphy from the Statehouse News Service on the line. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Carrie. Late last week, we learned Governor-elect Maura Healey formed policy committees as part of her preparation to lead the Commonwealth come January 5th. Those newly named committee chairs include a Pittsfield native who was the district aide to Senator Adam Hines. Can we get some insights into Healey's governing by the topics these committees will be overseeing and who she's named? Yeah, I think you can glean some insights from these committees that the attorney general has put together. I mean, first and right in front of you is, is the six categories that she selected here, signaling where her priorities are. And they're no surprise if you heard her talk uh, throughout the campaign. Uh, she's looking at climate change. She's looking at housing. Uh, she's looking at jobs. And uh, if you dig a little deeper and start looking at who she put on these transition committees, I think you see a sort of diversity of, of viewpoints that she's assembled around some of these topics. You know, if you look at the jobs committee, for instance, she has a business leaders on there. She has unions represented on there, you know, and she has the community colleges uh, education on there because, you know, as we've heard her talk about the connection between our state's higher education system, connecting talent to a pipeline of jobs that will feed the economy. Same thing in some of these other categories, whether it be housing, where you have affordable housing advocates coupled with real estate developers. I think this signals uh, and what a lot of people think is that this governor uh, is interested in perhaps following in the footsteps somewhat of Governor Baker, leading from the center and looking to really find ways where she can make progress rather than driving perhaps uh, a purely progressive agenda. Meanwhile, lame duck Governor Charlie Baker attended the Republican Governors Association meetings last week. After the midterms, there have been calls to back off that extremism associated with the party, and now some TV hosts, including CNN's Jake Tapper, are speculating about a Baker run for the White House in 2024. Hasn't Baker said he has no plans for this kind of thing? What are you hearing from others on Baker 2024? He has said before that he has no interest in running uh, for the White House. Uh, you know, he, he told Jake Tapper, of course, that he's not sure that his brand of New England Republicanism would play uh, in a national Republican primary. Interestingly, he went on uh, Channel 5 here in Boston, WCPP's on the record program over the weekend where he was asked the same question. And he seemed to leave the door ajar, saying that there was a small chance of seeing him on the ballot again in 2024 before then following up and slamming it shut and saying no to 2024 but not know to running again for public office in the future. So a slightly different uh, tone that we heard from the, than we've heard from the governor in the past. But I, I think in the immediate, uh, he's looking at uh, spending some time with his family. He's expecting a new grandchild. He said his wife would be furious if he started talking about running for 2024 now. So I think we may say him, see him step aside uh, from the public spotlight, at least in the short term. Interesting. Those companies who are looking for a piece of the forthcoming sports betting action in Massachusetts are facing a deadline of two this afternoon to get their applications into gaming regulators. Do we have any idea who's applying and what is that application if you have $200,000 paying for? 
Yeah, these fees always look a bit steep. It was the same when the state licensed their uh, resort casinos and the slot parlor. But these pay for the lawyers and the vetting staff that the Gaming Commission has to rely on to go through these proposals as they try to pick out who will win these very lucrative licenses. So they help pay for all of those background checks and all of the vetting that goes into this process. And we know that the casinos are going to be bidders here, as well as the slot parlor in Plainville. We know there is interest from the, the track in Raynham, the horse track, the former racing track in Suffolk Downs uh, here in the greater Boston region, as well as these online platforms, names that people will recognize like DraftKings, FanDuel. FanDuel, there's always potential here for people to partner up. There's some Vegas interest, you know, that don't have casinos here necessarily, Caesars, but companies like that looking to maybe run online sports betting books. Uh, here in Massachusetts. But of the 30 companies, I don't know that we'll see all of them that initially signal interest. All of them will submit final applications, but the pool could be pretty big. Matt Murphy is a reporter with the Statehouse News Service in Boston. Matt, thank you as always. Thank you. This is Beacon Hill and 5, our weekly check-in at the Statehouse. You can subscribe to this podcast and others from New England Public Media at our website. That's nepm.org slash podcast hub. This is New England Public Media.